Irina cowered under the chassis of the car, pressing her face into the road so hard it hurt. Bullets ripped into the metal only inches away from her, and as spurts of dirt from the side of the road bit into her skin, she covered her head with her hands and screamed. The drone of the plane receded, and she risked a look to her left. A man staggered to his feet, his arm hanging limply by his side, and took a few uncertain steps towards her before falling to his knees. He reached out a bloody hand, his pleading eyes fixed on her. She was about to scramble out from under the car to help him when she heard it. The whine of the returning plane. Using his uninjured elbow to propel himself forward, the man inched towards her in a desperate floppy movement. Hurry, she urged. She wasn't sure if she'd spoken the words or merely thought them. If he could make it to the car, he'd be safe, at least as safe as she was. Under the car, she ran the risk of death. Out there in the open, it was almost a certainty. Please, help me, he mouthed. His eyes were wide pools of terror. She wanted to, God, she wanted to, but she couldn't make her body move. The screeching of the plane grew louder, and as it descended, Irina could clearly make out the swastikas on the wings. It opened fire again, a staccato of bullets slashing the ground. The man jerked a few times and lay still. Just when she thought the Luftwaffe pilot was going to make another sweep, a Polish plane dropped down from the clouds. Immediately, the German turned his attention to his attacker, and within moments both planes had disappeared from the sky. Irina curled into a ball. Only a few hours ago she'd been sleeping, dreaming of Pyotr. Now she was in the middle of a nightmare. Her father was wrong. Everyone had been wrong. This wasn't war. This was murder. Yesterday, she and Magdalena, like so many other Varsovians, had been making the most of the last day of the summer holidays. It had been gloriously warm, so they spent the morning in the park, sitting on a bench chatting, stopping now and again to watch the children as they played close to their mothers and nannies. As an elderly couple strolled past with their arms linked, Irina and Magdalena exchanged an envious look. Like most young Polish men, their fiancés had been with their units for well over a month. Just think, in a few months we will truly be sisters, Magdalena smiled. She was to marry Irina's brother Alexei at Christmas. She tucked her arm into Irina's. You and Pieter will be next. Not for another two years. Not until I have qualified. I couldn't wait that long. I can hardly wait three months. Pieter and I have all the time in the world to be married, Irina replied. Even as she said the words, she wondered if that were true. There had been talk of war with Germany for some time, and since the invasion of Czechoslovakia, and the increasingly strident demands from Hitler for a corridor from the Reich to East Prussia, the prospect had seemed almost inevitable. But then, 
Britain and France had signed a treaty, and everyone had relaxed. Germany wouldn't do anything now, they told each other. And if there was a war, it would be short-lived. With Britain and France on their side, they'd teach Hitler a lesson he wouldn't forget. No one was truly concerned about the possibility of war. If anything, most people, especially the younger ones, were excited by it, and there was almost a carnival air about the city. All the same, Irina couldn't help but worry. With her brother in the Air Force and her fiancé in the Army, it would be stupid not to. When do you think we'll see Alexei and Pyotr again? Magdalena asked. Soon, I hope. Irina squeezed her friend's hand, shaking away the feeling of unease. There was no point in worrying about something that might not happen. Come on, Matsya.